So happy to have Sandy and Sam join us today. Sandy Johan is a registered dietitian who achieved her bachelor's from San Diego State University, completed her dietetic internship at Utah State University, and is currently pursuing her master's in dietetics administration. Throughout her career, Sandy has worked with very diverse population ranging in age, ethnicity, diagnosis, and nutrition goals. Sandy always knew she wanted to help people, but it was when she was starting her online business that she decided to specialize in working with women who want to lose weight without dieting. Through Sandy's individualized weight loss program, she's been able to inspire women to reach their weight loss goals. Sandy, could you just tell us where we can follow you on social media? Yeah, of course. So my Instagram handle is the dish on nutrition. Fantastic. I want to also introduce Sam. Sam um, Cartina is a registered dietitian nutritionist in the past year. She has moved from her hometown of Chicago to Jacksonville, Florida, and has started her private practice. In her practice, she coaches people on how to shift their mindset and relationship about fitness and nutrition to help them gain strength, confidence, and become well-nourished. Sam wants to help people to eliminate the confusion, stress, fad dieting, and obsession about eating. Aside from her private practice, she has also coached clients in person in her CrossFit gym, which she has just finished running her first ever nutrition challenge. And where can we find you on social, Sam? Hi. Yeah, you can find me at Nourish, Lift, Repeat. Excellent. So before we get started with asking questions and learning about you more, is there anything from those bios, those introductions that I, you know, forgot or that you want to add? Um, no, I think you covered it all. Okay. Yeah, no, that was clear. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Yep. Happy to, happy to have you both on. And I'm just going to start with asking from where you started out to where you are now, if you could both one by one talk about your journey and what's helped you create the business that you have today. Of course. So um, I was afraid to start my Instagram because I wanted everything to be perfect. So <laughs> Libby, you helped me realize that it doesn't need to be perfect. I just need to start. Um, so as a result, I was able to help women in my business um, lose weight without dieting. And it's really fulfilling to be able to do that. Um, as a dietitian, you know, I had the nutritional background and I was really confident in my ability to, you know, be a dietitian um, and to help my patients and my clients. But however, I didn't have the confidence in the business side of things. So working with you really helped me to put my systems in place, um, you know, to help my business run smoothly so I can help more people. That's fantastic. Happy to hear that. And Sam? Um, well, I came from the same place. I was just so intimidated to even get started that I held myself back and didn't realize that I didn't have to have everything laid out perfectly, business plan, a model, all that good stuff. I just needed to start posting. And Libby, you helped me with that. You helped me. I, I will never forget this. You're like, Sam, just do it right now. Like, just start it. So we did. And that just took that leap of faith. And every day I keep learning and making progress and trying to figure out where, you know, I need to make some changes, learn as I'm going. So it's been um, quite the experience and I am just so happy I finally started because I probably sitting there like if I didn't work with you wondering when I'm going to start. Yeah, I, I appreciate those reflections. And I think that that's true with so many dietitians as far as the fear of getting started. And it holds so many of us back from actually moving forward. So I'm so glad to hear you say that and send that message to those listening who want to take that next step and feel like they need it perfect or they're not sure if they're ready because you are ready for those of you listening and you can move forward. And both Sandy and Sam have. And so thank you for, for providing that inspiration and role modeling. So to go, so to go 
a step deeper, I'd like to know about the types of clients that you both work with. If you could just explain, I know we talked about it in your bios, but a little more in depth about your current niche and how that's evolved since you first started. Yeah, of course. So, you know, before I became a registered dietitian, I really struggled with my body image after gaining 25 pounds in college. So I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. It really took a toll on my self-confidence. Um, I was motivated to make changes, but I felt really frustrated because nothing seemed to work long-term. And I felt confused as to, like, you, you know, what do I eat um, to help me reach those goals? So trying to lose weight, I began skipping meals, um, avoiding entire food groups. Um, I followed a bunch of fad diets, you know, with no weight loss results. Um, and I felt really discouraged because I felt like I was trying hard, but then I still ended up in the same place that I started. So, um, I wanted to find something that really worked for me and I finally did. So while getting my um, bachelor's in nutrition, um, I realized that dieting was not the answer. I was doing it all wrong and my mindset towards weight loss completely shifted. Um, I created a weight loss program for myself. Um, and that was like fun, flexible, balanced. It was easy to follow. Um, just so I could actually follow through and reach my weight loss goals. Um, and as a result, I lost 25 pounds without dieting. So, you know, as I began my master's, I was determined to help women who are struggling with their weight loss, um, just as I had. And so I use the same weight loss program that I created for myself, um, and individualize it for my clients. So, within my online practice, I help women go from, you know, where they are now to reaching their weight loss goals, um, in a fun, sustainable and easy way. Um, just so that they could feel comfortable in their own skin, just as I had accomplished afterwards. And, and this sounds super clear, right? But I want to take a step back. How did you connect and you were able to identify that story, you know, take it an experience of yours, align the need in the market, and then actually do that? Like what, can you connect those dots? Yeah. So when I was creating my Instagram, you know, I didn't create it until working with you, but you know, we sat there and going through the modules and I was thinking, well, who do I want to serve? Like, who do I want, really want to help? Um, and I sat there and was like, you know, I can really connect with this ideal client with, you know, who I was in college, trying to lose weight, um, really struggling, really not knowing what to do. And so as a result, I was like, you know, why not just help people who are struggling with the same thing since I know where they're coming from. Um, and so that's how I kind of, formed my niche. And as I go along, you know, I'm sure it'll evolve and become more specific, but you know, for right now, that's, uh, where I'm at. That's great. And it's really, uh, a personal connection, a need in the market. And then you were able to reflect and then apply your story. So that sounds really, really clear great. as far as how you connected the dots. Thanks for sharing that. And yeah. then what about Sam? Oh my gosh. So when I first started, I wanted to help everybody, right? Like I wanted to help everyone lose weight, like whatever way I was here for you. I'll, I'll be your dietitian because that's what I'm used to, right? Working clinical. I was working in different clinics and what's the bottom line for most patients is weight loss. So I was able to, you know, I can help those people. I can help people online lose weight. So it was right away. Libby's like, no, <laughs> you need to get more clear. You need to like figure this out. And actually I went with the weight loss thing for a while and then it just became when I was creating content, it just didn't feel authentic to me anymore because I thought more about my own story of like, I want to connect with my, my client, but I never lost weight. So I, I couldn't, con I, I couldn't be there for them in that uh, headspace. So I figured like, okay, let's reflect. What can I do to make this more authentic? So, um, 
I thought back to my fitness journey. I recently, well, like two years ago, started CrossFit. And I remember my own like mindset being a dietitian, like you need to eat this, this, and this, like be super healthy to lose weight, da, da, da. like get stronger. And for me, that didn't work. It was like this really bad diet mindset, body image, you know, relationship with food, all that stuff that I was experiencing myself. And that I had to learn from my, my own experiences to not do that anymore and to learn how to feel my workout so I can get stronger and like more is more food is actually good for you. So like getting yourself out of that mindset. So I thought, okay, well, I could be my ideal client. Like this would make sense. Like this would be more authentic. This would, you know, excite me to, you know, help people in this, you know, field as opposed to just generalized weight loss. So from there, I just became more clear of my I want to help women who CrossFit to stop fad dieting, to stop, you know, over restricting themselves and learn how to feel their workouts to gain strength, body confidence. And like, for me, like that was like a huge light bulb. I'll never forget that conversation with you, Libby. It was just like, why don't you just do that? I'm like, okay, like, perfect. I'll just do that. I didn't think I just overcomplicated things and like oversimplified it at the beginning. And then it just took time and, and practice to get my mindset and like, my business, I guess, down the track that's more authentic to me, because that's what I'm selling is my my own service, my myself, my own brand. So that really, that really connected. So I'm, I'm glad that I finally figured it out. <laughs> I was so intimidated at first. Yeah. And that's a thank you for sharing that because feeling authentically connected to what you do and being able to come from a place where that feels good. Uh, the clients feel that too. So I, I so many dietitians struggle with what you have been able to achieve, which is having a clear message that you connect with, that you feel good about, that people want, and then providing that service. So um, um, thank you for sharing that story with us. And then e even just talking about you starting with something and then evolving it, because again, it all goes back to that first topic, taking imperfect action. And even if you don't end up with the message or the niche that you started with, that's part of the process for you to get closer. And that is what happened with you. Um, so thank you for sharing that. And then how does it feel to, to come to a place where you can show up and feel authentic about what you're doing? It feels great. Like I'm so excited every day to show up on Instagram, talk to my ideal client, you know, relating to them and, and you know, sharing my own experiences because like, that's what I'm about. Like, that's what I'm selling here. So it just, it just, it makes showing up every day to work a lot better. That's nice. Because if you don't love showing up to work, it's hard for you to show up, right? And you got to show right. your face in order to connect with the client. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> really important that you like what you're doing and you have that passion. Okay. So what uh, one or two tips do you have for listeners, speaking of showing your face, for building the know, like, and trust? Like, how have you been able to do that on social media with your business and your evolution? So for me, I think the biggest tip, literally, it's funny that you mentioned that, but, um, I think it's showing your face on Instagram. So you, know, you can't get to know someone if you don't talk to them. And so at first for me, it was kind of like awkward to sit there and to try to videotape something or take pictures of myself or whatever it was. But, you know, over time I realized, you know, that was how people were getting to know me. And that's how I got a lot of my clients was, you know, they were like, Oh yeah, I saw you on Instagram. I really connected to this one post or, you know, video or Instagram story. So one tip I would really say is, you know, show your face, not only through pictures on your stories, but also through video, um, because that really helps to connect with your audience. Love it. And I remember in the group, Sandy, you from the beginning showed some video and footage of you on your stories and you got right on it showing your face. 
So you definitely like started off with that um, in mind. Didn't, I don't feel like that was difficult for you, whether it was on your feed or video on your stories. Yeah, I tried to push through it, um, but it was really thanks to the support from the group too. So I did appreciate that. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And I'm, um, that's a great message to send. And uh, Sam? Yeah, uh, I think it was you, Sandy, that like inspired me to show my face because I was like, dang, this girl is like on it. Like she's so clear. She knows what she's talking about. Like she's showing up every day in her stories. I'm like, look at this. I need to be like Sandy. So it, she was inspiring for me to show my face every day. And I'm still, I'm working on it. I'm still getting there. But I, I do set myself, you know, a goal like every day, show my face. Like if it's a video, if it's, a, you know, me talking or whatever, I just need to show my face. And it's been a, a journey and I have to get out of my own head because that's the worst part of it is be, you're your worst critic when it comes to when social comes media. To so just put that aside. You're there to help your clients, put your ego aside. It's fine. Just show up for them, give them the, the value that they need every day, the reassurance, the motivation, whatever that is, and just show up for your clients. And i you know, that it really does make a difference and you'll, you'll see that and they'll feel good. And then you'll create a habit based on like how good, you know, it gets reciprocated back to you. So Absolutely. So again, it's just starting, getting started because when yeah. you start doing it, they, they appreciate it and it helps you mm -hmm. add value and it helps you sell, but just starting it can feel a little bit funny. Uh, but you both are very good at showing yourselves in your feed as well, which is important, like showing up on your actual feed using your face or, you know, your, you know, yourself. And that's good because people recognize you and know you and like you and trust you in multiple ways, not just through the stories. Uh, so I like that's consistency across from the feed and the stories is, is helpful. Thank you. And I honestly was inspired by uh, Sam's posts. Um, I always thought that they were beautiful. Like I remember in one of our group calls, she was like, yeah, like, I don't know if it's good enough. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Like, I'm obsessed with them. I look at them. I'm inspired by them. So um, it definitely is just a matter of showing up and just doing it. I think that's nice. And it's wonderful that y'all can inspire each other. Uh, and I like that you share each other's content and whatnot, because it does help motivate you to think, oh, I can plan ahead too. And how can I evolve and make this work for my ideal client and give them more value? So that's nice motivation and inspiration for you to, to you know, think and take action. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you could both talk about what you offer in your business, uh, you know, the, what service or product, um, starting with Sandy. Yeah, so I offer a three-month one-on-one uh, -on -one package to work with me. So that's like the highest level of accountability and support like we talked about in our group group coaching. Um, but while working with you, I was tempted to offer multiple things. So, um, you know, but I realized that I really should focus on one thing at a time. Um, that way you can give all you got to that one thing um, and really benefit those clients. And then as you, you know, develop and get, you know, better with that one offer, then you can start to add more. So. And how does it feel to have a standard package that you're selling to your clients? Like, does that feel good to you? Yeah, that feels really good. I feel like, you know, I'm better. I have more systems in place. I feel like, you know, I'm better able to serve my clients because of how much experience I'm gaining with just that one package. Um, so I, I'm really loving focusing on one thing. It's fantastic. And Sam? Uh, yeah, so I offer a three month or 90 day coaching program too, just to give them the higher level of accountability and support longer term. Um, and then from there, it's like one on one um, video calls once a month, and then weekly check ins with them. So um, 
that's for my online business, but also in the gym now that the challenge just finished, I'd be working with uh, clients in person. So doing that same kind of model is um, face-to-face visits for 60 minutes and then weekly check-ins with them as well. So, um, and having that availability to like reach out to me and ask questions along the way has been really helpful for my clients. So kind so of the same model. As a summary, um, just to make sure that everybody captured that, Sam has a virtual, a completely virtual three-month package and then an in-person offer associated or affiliated with CrossFit. Is that correct? Correct. So two different offers. One of them is in-person, one of them is virtual, but they're both similar in model of, of a package type of a situation. Exactly. Yep. Nice. And do you feel that the in-person offer, especially because it's so aligned, it's exactly what you do. Do you feel like it's complementary to your virtual? Do you prefer one or the other? Or are you just kind of happy to have the, the business and understand that they're two different kind of models? Yeah, I like how they're separate. I mean, there's, I feel like the, who I talk to more online is like women um, who do CrossFit, whereas like in person, it's everybody. So I like working with like women in like online more because it's more like what I want like more niche related more I can relate to versus in person but um they're both very you know very great and very special in their own ways so even though they're two different you know situations they're kind of different but yeah and they're both your ideal client right mm-hmm. so you're yeah. getting to although there's nuances like you said you might be attracting more women or more people who are of your ideal client from online because you control that marketing versus the crossfit uh, you can totally sharpen your toolbox add to your toolbox um, meaning that your, your skills and counseling and even just business acumen will improve by having both of those models um, as a part of your, your business offerings. Oh, yeah, that's, so that's so great. true. <laughs> great. Okay. And what do you both wish that you would have known when you started out initially? So for me, I um, didn't start anything before working with you. So um, because I, I didn't really know where to begin. So you know, I would recommend like what I wish I had known prior, um, was, you know, just how often to be showing up on Instagram and it's, you know, frequent because you have to build that no like trust. So, um, that's one thing that I wish I would have known prior. Fantastic. Sam. Yeah. Same. Instead of like posting and hoping that someone's going to read it, like showing up every day and like, you know, being in, in the story, showing up every day is really important. I wish I would have known that earlier. So you wish you both would have started using Instagram as a business tool earlier on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and just for context, how many years in practice do you both have as a dietitian, as a registered dietitian? I have about two years. Sam? I, I have four. Okay. So you're both under five years in practice. Would you have wished you did this? I know there's other women in the group who have been, who are on air, Alina and Caitlin as well, recently on a podcast episode, we're both students in the same group. Do you wish you would have started as a student? Like, what do you, if you could go back, I'm just breaking this question down more. What would you have thought that would have made it even more impactful if you could go back and start at what point? Um, I think I had that whole, like, you need to get experience before you can, you know, go into your own practice mentality. So for me, I think it's amazing that they started as students. Um, I would have definitely loved to start as a student. And then I feel like it would just would have given me a leg up. Um, So that's one thing I would have, you know, wished I had known was like, you don't need the experience. We already have the clinical background. So um, with all of our education and our rotations and our dietetic internship, it was more just like the business side of things and that you could learn. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Really nice. Anything? Yeah. 
I would agree. I mean, I wish I would have known that this was a possibility back then because it opened up my mind to like the, you know, especially as a dietitian, like you're only able to make so much money starting out. So it's like, there's, there's possibilities out there. It's not just clinical food service, you know, long-term care. There's more to it. You can help people and like really, you know, the wait for that dream job to show up on it, you know, on indeed you can like create that for yourself. And like that I feel is, is so important because, anything is possible and we have all this skill set and the knowledge and we don't need anyone else's permission to do this. You can just do it on your own. And that it was so powerful. I feel like that's probably going to go on an Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> also like, let's be real ladies. Are there dream jobs on an indeed post? Like, are there, does that exist? Cause no. all right. No. Just wanted <laughs> it. Um, but, but very well said. And when I just look back, I've said this before, I've been really open. I give so much credit to students because they, it's amazing how much opportunity there is to get started as a student and to, you know, new in practice and not wait for five, 10 years experience to just get out there and be consistent, right? Just that mindset of saying like, I can do this. You know, I'm not waiting for Indeed. I'm not waiting for, you know, interviews. I'm going to create my own opportunities. And, and I want to send that message to the dietitians around the world who were lied to and told they had to get more clinical. And I myself never, I didn't feel adequate enough to start earlier on. I wish I did. Um, and it's, you know, partially because school and what we're taught and the other part is just, you know, my own level of imposter syndrome, which I've been very open about. But I think breaking through it is helpful when we talk about it together. So other listeners hearing this can say, I can do it too, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I definitely had a big, you know, um, a lot of imposter syndrome prior to it. So even with the, you know, two years of experience, I was still kind of like, um, can I still do this? Do I need more experience? So, you know, you definitely just push through it, be that risk taker and it'll be rewarding. Absolutely. Yeah. Great message. Excellent. All right. A couple more questions. Uh, can you walk us through an experience of how you've used social media to grow your business? I think we've already talked about it, but maybe an example or something specific and tangible for people to dietitians to get excited about. Um, yeah. So, you know, I've been using, you know, social media, specifically Instagram, um, just so that I could, you know, reach more women, help more women with their weight loss goals. Um, one specific thing um, that I, I had posted a story um, talking about how like, you know, your weight doesn't define who you are. Um, and that really reached a lot of people. And, and I had gained a lot of clients that way, just from that one post, just because it really resonated with people. Um, and it was something that I just truly believed and just wanted to share and remind women of, remind them of. Um, so I think that that was one thing that like, that was one experience using Instagram that I was actually able to help women. So just so I can break this down, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, for people who don't think it's possible, just as a recap, Sandy is saying that a post she created that she feels authentic to connected to the message that she, her like brand and business communicate, that was able to get you the right type of person to actually purchase your committed, you know, three month commitment package. Exactly. That's incredible. And then to get to that point for you, all you had to do was dig deep in your story and then create content and then be consistent and show up. And that fell into place. Is that, is that right? Exactly. Okay. Just want to make sure I break it down for listeners. So they're, they're connecting the dots as we talk about it and understand how that happened. No, exactly. And going back to what Sam had said, like just kind of being authentic to yourself, yep. help you be authentic to others and help them reach their goals too. So 
is there's nothing more rewarding, right? To kind of align that profit and purpose and just say, wow, like I'm doing this from my heart and I'm also helping people and meeting the bottom line of my business or, or growing, if not meeting the bottom line, you're helping meet your bottom line, right? So that's, that's a really nice feeling. Exactly. Uh, Sam, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I just love Instagram just as a social platform in general, because I mean, even just posting something, you can reach like thousands of people and it can, even if they don't like, like it, they don't comment on it. Just know that those eyes have seen your content and maybe it touched them in a way that will, they have, maybe they needed that, to hear that that day, right? Like that helped them through their, their pain point that day or what's going on in their head. Just knowing that you have that reach is so powerful and you know obviously that's what we're here to, to grow our business online but just knowing that even if it's like a little thing like that you know it may not be a big win or like you know that's your client but at least you're helping somebody in some way and, that, and that's so rewarding yeah and that can be indicated i want to say also i'm glad you brought this up comments that are engaged and related to the topic you're discussing direct messages from people telling you how you've impacted them people sharing your content there are other indicators before you're getting clients or sales calls to show and indicate that you're making that impact you intended to make. And then one thing we haven't talked about yet, but like maybe this is a good opportunity to talk about it. How do you know that the content you're creating is making that impact? First, knowing that they're enjoying it and you're getting those, that engagement. And secondly, ultimately would be the sale. So how do, can you both like walk me through that process of content creation? Yeah. So for me, um, I like to ask questions on my stories, um, but then also kind of, you know, gauge it from like the comments or the DMS that I'm getting, you know, questions I'm receiving. So I really want to, you know, answer their questions. And so I do that through my posts. Um, and then I elaborate in the captions. So that way, you know, I'm, I'm delivering, you know, content that's valuable to my ideal client. Um, so that's usually how I, I go about content creation. Yep. And Sam? Hmm. So yeah, I, for a while, I'm going to be honest, I didn't get any DMs. No one was really reaching out to me. I'm like, Oh, is this working? I'm like, what's going on? But I realized because someone at my gym actually approached me. She's like, your post like really touched me the other day. I'm like, why? Like telling me this in person, like here I am thinking on Instagram, like no one liked it. No one did anything like to it, but someone told me in person that she really enjoyed it. I mean, that's not obviously feasible for everybody, but like that meant so much to me. And I just realized like, oh yeah, that was because it was a really deep conversation. And like, maybe I didn't like open it up enough to like make people feel comfortable to share, but like just having someone tell me that, like they were inspired by what I wrote, like felt better than, you know, getting like a million likes on, you know, your posts or whatever. So, I mean, there's other ways than just maybe this is like a different niche that you're in. It could be make people feel more intimidated to reach out to you and not as comfortable. So like being on stories and like asking questions can give them opportunities to reach out to you and like, let them know how they're doing. Like Sandy, like how you're doing and like your stories, that's really helpful to engage your audience, but not like make them like, raise their hand and say like, that's me too. You know, maybe they're not feeling comfortable like sharing that if it's such a like personal issue for them. Absolutely. Great point. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. And then also Sam, I'm not sure if you were, if I had you answer the part about um, an experience working using social media to grow your business. Do you have, have Andy answered it with a post that she created that got clients. Do you have an experience similar to that? Or can you speak to how that's worked for you? Maybe it was the example you just gave about somebody saying something. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I can just see like metrics of people like clicking on my website on my profile, like more like engagement, like in the comments, it just means like, this is, this is hitting a pain point. This is really like 
this is really like affecting them. Like I should keep this up because this is what I want to keep creating. I liked it for a reason. I created it. And then, you know, just kind of that receive and you just pay attention to the metrics, your insights is so important to really get that like reflection back to you. It sounds so obvious, but if you are in the stage where you're not exactly sure what's working, like look at, you know, good or better performing content and repeat more of what is resonating. And it can get complex if you're looking at multiple, and you should be looking at multiple factors, DMs and, and responses and things of that nature. But first and foremost, just seeing what gets more reach, more hashtag hits, things of that nature. Um, that's a really good step to know what to recreate when you are um, in those stages of trying to figure it out. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it's not the only piece, but it is something that can be a helpful guide um, in, in that process. Can you walk us through what your Instagram feed, since you've been talking about IG a lot today, what did it look like before and after like the group or even just implementing strategies and techniques that do speak to pain points and serve the woman that you're both intending to serve with your specific methodologies? Yeah. So for me, uh, I didn't have an Instagram before, you know, joining the group. So I was, like I said, I was always afraid to start one. I didn't, you know, I wanted it to be perfect. Um, but just starting is really important. So for me, my, um, I guess my idea of like what my post should look like was just like food pictures. Cause that's right. You know, that's what you think about when you're a dietitian. Oh, people want to learn about food, but I realized like, that's not the most, that's not the best educational technique um, on Instagram. So um, I started implementing some of the techniques that, you know, we learned um, of like, you know, adding text onto the pictures, um, adding myself onto the pictures to build the no like trust. So things like that really helped. Um, so I would say that that's the biggest difference. And super helpful, practical tip for the listeners to take. Thank you for sharing that. And I love that you said that you didn't have anything before because look how successful you can be by just getting started. So thank you for sharing that. And Sam, anything to add to that? Um, I've definitely evolved from my first post. Just looking back at it, like today, it was crazy. You know, what I thought was like, oh, this is gonna be great. This is amazing. Like all I need is this one post, like, and then changing, learning how to use Canva, like sharing you know, techniques with each other, especially in the Facebook group. We're like, hey, you should try PixArt or you should try this room in the background so you can like put yourself on there. Or this is what I use with my style. And just seeing how like the wording alone can make a in- big impact. Like, you know, you're not talking about you, but you're talking about them. So using like those like pronouns, like you instead of I, like speaking to your audience in different ways um, was helpful. Um, but yeah, my posts have definitely changed since the first week. I used to love taking pictures of food. And now I'm like, oh my God, it would take me forever. I'm done taking pictures of food. So you also learn what works best for you, what's more time efficient, what makes you happy um, to do and create content for it, because that's so important too. Because, you know, you got to enjoy what you're doing in the, in the same sense of trying to help out your ideal client. Love that. And I think that's super helpful and just practical because just for you listening, you don't have to post food photos. That's not a requirement. There are a lot of different ways to solve problems for your ideal client. And just like Sam said, you have to think about like what's practical and efficient for you. And if something you don't like it or it doesn't work, of course, you have to keep in mind your ideal client, but you have to just think about what makes sense, right? It, just, it sounds so obvious, but so many of you struggle with this topic. So I'm really glad you were able to work through that. And you both did such a good job of engaging and sharing content and getting feedback and making those adjustments along the way, which can help you make those changes with wording, slight design changes, but really ultimately just the actual strategy of the content to drive traffic 
and to, you know, build the know, like, and trust and, and get people to book enrollment calls, sales calls, and for people to actually purchase your products and services. Um, so that's important, really important is to get a sense of um, how can this be efficient? And then how does this work for my ideal client? And how do I align with this? Um, so thank you for sharing those stories. Okay, finally, as we wrap up here, what advice would you give a dietitian either starting out or just in general that you, you know, think is important? My biggest thing I would say is like my perfectionism prevented me from starting my business. My perfectionism prevented me from helping women successfully lose weight um, while working with me. So don't let perfectionism prevent you from starting your business and helping people reach their goals. Just start. I think that's the biggest advice I would give someone just starting out. Love it. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely hundred percent just put your ego aside, just put it out there, get started, learn as you go. Don't be afraid to fail because it happens. You're going to have, you know, bad posts, bad days. I mean, like literally in a day, I'm like happy one minute. I'm like, this is going great. The next minute I'm like, Oh, am I doing this right? Like, is this right? Is this working? Like you just in your head, like get out of your head, like find your dietitian friends, find your support system to help you through this. But just know that you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have good hours. You're going to have bad hours. Like things fluctuate all day long. Um, and throughout your business. So just keep going at it. Just don't stop. Just start and don't stop. <laughs> don't give up. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Super helpful. And anything, any final notes you want to leave us with today as we wrap up the call or the, the recording? Um, no, I think, I think we've covered it all. Okay. If you just let us remind everybody where they can follow both of you on Instagram to make sure that they let you know how much this episode has helped them. Yeah. So, um, my name is Sandy and my Instagram is the dish on nutrition. Um, my name is Sam and my Instagram handle is nourish, lift, repeat. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you, Libby. Thank you.